to the Theatre Pitch podcast. I'm Jem, this is Joe. Hey, yeah. And this is Sean. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, in, like, it's... You, you don't realise how difficult it is. I nearly forgot to say hello to my own name. <laughs> I did, I watched you and I was like, is this is this a delay on the line? Or is, is Joe just having a glitch? Behind the scenes here, that wasn't a dramatic pause, even though this is a theatre podcast. That was me screwing up. <laughs> well, in the Theatre po- Pitch podcast, uh, this is the podcast where we take a random online encyclopedia article and each of us come up with a pitch as to how we would stage it as a theatre show when theatres finally open and are allowed to do theatre shows. Gemma, stop uh, acknowledging and- the outside world. We don't it once. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Um, Yeah, hopefully that statement is entirely irrelevant. Um, But yes, at the end of the podcast, after all three of us have given out pitches on the article, we then take all three and we smush them together to try and create some form of coherent, hopefully entertaining pitch. And then you guys at home listening can choose the best or try to outpitch us. And if you do, we'll have you on on the next one. So, Joe, this podcast's article is gymnastics at the 1984 summer olympics 84 yeah no i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) we thought you meant 2020 (laughs) um so joe over to you do you want to read the rest of the article Well, gymnastics at the 1984 Summer Olympics, which, as I'm sure we all know, was held in Los Angeles, California. At the Summer 1984 1984 Olympics, two different gymnastics disciplines were contested. In addition to the 14 artistic gymnastics events contested for the first time of the Olympics, a rhythmic gymnastics event was contested, the women's individual all around. Now, the important thing about this Olympics is also to acknowledge that several teams who qualified to compete were absent as a result of the 1984 Summer Olympics boycott, which included the Soviet Union, Bulgaria, Cuba, Czechoslovakia, Eastern Germany, Hungary, and North Korea. However, in the end, the medal table that was led by United States with five gold, five silver, six bronze, China with five gold, four silver, two bronze, Romania with five gold, two silver, and two bronze. There you go. There's your full summary of the of the whole article, not just the opening uh, lines of it. It's getting good and at I'm, this. Uh, he, he's, when we say that, this is the first time he's stumbled. <laughs> oh no! It's just this is the line. first time you've noticed me stumbling. I've stumbled so many times. I've just recovered better. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the 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 air of a true performer there. Um, nice okay. stumble. Yeah, I like, yeah. Okay, who wants to go first? (laughs) All right. I actually, I wasn't certain about this week, and then just rereading over the article now, I've just come up with my idea. Oh, oh, it's going to be about Russians, isn't it? (laughs) It is kind of, because one that I forgot to mention there was the USSR and the other satellite countries organised an alternative Olympics where the USSR, East Germany, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, and other Soviet bloc nations competed. Did you two look into this other one? I didn't. I read. I read it because was, there is I, an important was, thing to note about it. I was. Okay. I was determined to keep to the article, but tell us the important thing. 
anyone who knows this may know, this event was called the Friendship Games. Yeah. I read that now, bit. Yeah, I read that bit. My pitch to you guys is, um, you know, like the kind of classic American camp movies, like the ones that like Wet Hot American Summer makes fun of, or like an animal house, like it's kind of slobs versus snobs philosophy. I want to take this, but do it about two rival Olympic games. So the idea is we've got the kind of the slobs who are the Soviet nations, who are the kind of like the underdogs. They're the ones we're rooting for because they're the good guys in this. We're ignoring various atrocities. It's metaphorical. Um, and the snobs, that's the Western democracy. That's America. That's England. They're the snooty ones who've got their fancy Olympic Games in America. In Hollywood, no less. And they're like, uh, oh, we don't want you in our Olympics anyway. We want to have it only with cool people who don't want to share equally. So, the um, Soviet nations organize their own friendship games. And there is a competition where, that's right, Someone from the um, from the West has decided to defund all of the um, sports gyms, all of the kind of social clubs around the Soviet bloc. And the only way they can raise enough money is to put on a better Olympic Games that they call the Friendship Games. But the big twist is one of their own, China, defects to the main Olympics. And so they're like, oh no, but they're the ones who have all the really good gymnastics. <laughs> oh no. What are we gonna do? Until in the end, they find out that there's this one kid from Russia who's actually really good, but is really shy and can't do gymnastics if anyone else is looking. So they've got to really try and train up this kid to make them confident enough to perform in front of other people. Um, and basically, it's in the end of it, um, as you can probably guess with this, they end up putting on a better Olympics, buying enough, getting enough money from the prize money to save all of their sports gyms and social clubs. And uh, in the end, um, all the rich kids from, uh, from America and England are forced to eat a pie full of poo. Okay. In your tr grand tradition of these kind of strange comedies. Okay. Oh, and also, um, a lot of it is performed through rhythmic gymnastics. Okay. Any questions? I have. I I've got a scene idea for your show. Okay. Pitch. So, um, I'm I'm sort of robbing it from Coyote Ugly, the film. So you know, you said they have to train him up to not be shy. Sean, I'm just going to yeah. stop you there. I'm sold already on whatever you say okay. next. <laughs> so you know, you know. So you know they gotta try and train him up to like not be shy. I'm imagining a scene where you've got all these cardboard cutouts of people, and in the middle is like a is the uh what's the uh, what's the horse called? You know what they spin on? It's oh, the pommel called... horse. The pommel horse. Yeah. So it's that he's, he's trying to learn how to do it in front of all these faces. And then it's yeah. got, like, famous people. So, like, one is, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Another one's, like, Pamela Anderson. Like, like Baywatch people. Like, really generic, like, famous people. Mm -hmm. You got Barack Obama. 
but because they're in the Soviet Union, oh, he wouldn't be alive then because it's the eighties. Um, who's famous in the eighties? Um, you got the A team. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, in my head, I'm assuming this entire scene is. It's also taking place to um, push it to the limit from Rocky 3 for you as well, yeah? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and then. In fact, yeah, I've now decided that actually, because it's all about um, Russian American relations in the 80s, the entire soundtrack is pulled from Rocky 4. Rocky 4. Okay. This is a prequel to Rocky 4. <laughs> I... And the play is called The Friendship Games Hearts yeah. on Fire. <laughs> I love the way that it's 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 Billy Elliot. It's <laughs> all it's of these Billy things. It's Billy Elliot. It's White Hog American Summer. It's Animal House. It's Cool Runnings. It's a bit that episode of Recess where Mikey is a great singer, but only in the toilet cubicles. Okay. Um, I was more of a Rugrats man. Uh, are you seeing? Have this? you heard the theory that uh, Rugrats that they're all dead and it's all in Angelica's head? Yes. Oh, Sean has it. <laughs> There's a bit of light reading for you when you're done listening to this. Or while, because you can open more than one tab at the same time. <laughs> um, so I have a question. It, what signs are you seeing this production? Is it like a big arena interpretive dance? Is it a small black box theatre? Amphitheatres only. Amphitheatres only. Brilliant. Um, I'll note that down as well. And realise that I don't know how to spell amphitheatre, but I've written it down phonetically. Don't worry, no one's going to be reading your notes to mark them. <laughs> don't worry, Jem. You never know. If you can guess how Jem just spelled amphitheatre, answers on a postcard. <laughs> okay, fantastic. That's one way of interpreting this. <laughs> I love the way Joe turns around is either politics or sheer randomness <laughs> that somehow is strung together in something that feels coherent. And yet was entirely just a thing I came up with a moment ago. Improvises. And is genuinely my favourite idea I've come up with on this show. <laughs> Improvises. Um, okay, Sean, do yes. you want to go next? Um, why not? So, <laughs> think of it now. You, you, you're sat in the theatre and you're like, oh, what am I going to watch? What am I going to watch? And they're like, oh, I really would like to watch, I don't know, something that's similar to Bring It On The Musical, set and designed the same way as Wedding Singer The Musical, but it's about gymnastics in the 80s. Oh, yes, I am doing a musical, obviously. And it's going to be like, bring it on. You know, you know, bring it on is cheerleading. And it's, have you seen bring it on, Gemma? Yes. Oh, it's a, it's a classic. It's your classic 90s, even though it's probably not in the 90s. But that sort of yeah. feel where it's like high school feel. And it's like, oh, who are these? Who are these? Like mean girls sort of like, oh. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's going to be, it's the Olympics, but based around that. Now, I actually done some research actually how this um how the gymnastics actually happens and it's sort of split into 
the board format of the competition and it's split into like three bits so you have the team the team competition mm-hmm. and then like the best people from the team competition end up qualifying for the individuals and then the best of the individuals go to the the final bit so that's what it's going to be we're going to do a team thing and it's going to be like team let's just go team america because they they actually won the gold and that you know it's all like oh yeah we're america mm, 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 mm. but in america there's there's the underdog there's the you know what they say like the team's only as strong as their weakest part mm-hmm. and our main character is the one that they think is the weakest part and that's who we follow. And then she qualifies by a point and they're like, oh, what are you doing? You can't represent us. But um, she's like, I will. I will. But. Okay. What did I, what, what have I got written here? Yep. It's an underdog story because we all love a sports underdog story. Cool Runnings, Wimbledon, the Mighty Ducks, Dodgeball. We all love that. So that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. The style is everyone is dressed like they're a cast member of fame, but they've got a twist on it, and the twist is like their country's uniform. So think fame, okay. think what what would like, what were them leg warmer things? You know, they're called leg warmers. They're called leg warmers. See, I just know, like big <laughs> hair, big yeah. And they're all like... Hey, what were those things called? The ones that were the pads for the shoulders? Shoulder pads. They're, the shoulder pads oh, those are the there. Ones. So they've got that, you know, you know, like really big hair, really big hair. But big our cast 80s. member, our, our uh-huh. main character, she's dressed like Sydney Lauper. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I want every single classic Lauper song in. I want girls just want to have fun. Um, and I forgot the others, but you know the others. What's the other one she does? As if my mind's gone blank time right after time. now. Time after time. That's what I... Because I was thinking, like... Yeah, I was thinking we could end each bit with, like, a good... And she's there. So that's why she stands out. Because, you know, she's not really like, oh, I'm girly, but she's like, I'm Sydney Lauper. I'm going to have a music video and I'm going to have a wrestler in there and no one's going to know because it's like a really, really random wrestler. But Joe, try and have a think. Um, okay. I know where this you know, is going. He, he's not... I'm just saying. So, yeah, she's dressed, like, differently. She's, like, cool. And then she wins. She goes and wins and proves that no matter what you look like, you can be good at the uneven bars. Um, Sean... <laughs> Can I ask, is there a moment considering the Cindy Lauper theming to it where um where like our hero basically turns their back on their friends and um they're like, Wow, I see your true colours are shining through. Yes. There also will be a bit where she's just done the floor routine and someone from the Great Britain team attacks her in a kilt because they're Scottish. Okay. Yeah, that's that one's yeah, for right. Joe. That one is. That's a WrestleMania that two reference. I think it's actually WrestleMania one. Ooh. Could be anyway. <laughs> doesn't matter. So that's that's what I'm thinking because I think because the wi- yeah sorry I'm basing it all on the women's competition because the men's one they they just get to do everything and the women's is a bit more focused. So, mm-hmm. vault. So the vault, the floor routine, the uneven 
the uneven bars and the balance beam, I think you could do on a on a stage quite easy. Oh, yeah, all of and them. it would look amazing. You might need some room for the, the vault, because you know you need to run and then boom yeah. and then and then land. But still yeah. I think I think you could do it all. I was gonna do arithmetic gymnastics, but mm -hmm. I watched it and it was I was like this is a thing in the Olympics where she's. I was watching yeah. one where I, I don't I think she was Russian and she's got a ball and she was like, and then she threw yeah. it up in. She threw it up in the air, did something, and then was like, whoosh! I got the ball now. And she thought, yeah. And I was like, okay. What? It's dancing, but fancier. Yes. So that's my that's my thing. That's my uh, thing. It's a musical. It's a bring it on wedding singer, slap like. I smushed them together, Gemma, and it's all about the Olympics. Okay. And all the, right. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think what what was that? my other idea. Yeah. I didn't really go with because I I was I was thinking uh, sort of similar thing Joe was doing. Have you ever seen the Community episode where they make a model UN? I think I have. I should have. Then Annie has this idea to make a model UN. But Asian Annie yeah. has also gets in there first. So they have two model UNs at the same time competing against each other. So that was my idea but with these Olympics. And then they come together and be one big Olympics. But then that was too... It, it was too... Yeah. It was too far because it never happened. Yeah. And it was just a pipe so dream that these two Olympics could come together. Your musical, what staging are you thinking of? What state? I tell you what, it's like not. The set, like, what is it in a theatre? It is. It is not scaffolding. Hey. It's, it's in a theatre. It's in a theatre. It's um. Uh, I don't remember. Oh yeah, it's like it's like your classic musical theatre theatre, like when you're West mm. End. But can I just say from future when I'm when I say musical and I don't specify like anything different, I am just thinking like West End musical. You sit down, the curtains open, boom. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. That might All be right. lazy of me, but that's for future episodes. So I feel like you should have gotten you guys to go last because mine is like gonna drop the, the drop drop the, the 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 mood of the podcast. <laughs> It's fine. Um, I can just um, brighten things up again by telling you about how a major set piece of my play is um, a Jim Carter competition between um, Sam the Eagle, the 1984 LA Games mascot, and Misha the Bear, the 1980s Muscoff mascot. Oh my god. We could have done Rocky Fall, but with mascots. <laughs> we still could. We'll hold god, that idea just in case Jim's idea bums us out. That's when, we, that's when we bring the ideas together. And then we do that, but then there we have Sydney Lauper singing. By the way, mascots just want to have fun. It's important to note, Jen, because <laughs> I know it's a confused look on your face. Jim Carter is a form of martial arts that revolves around the use of gymnastics equipment. Wow, I'm gonna be looking this up. I'm gonna be going binging. It's gonna be a new thing just, of mine. Just look at the film Jim Carter. It's incredible. Okay, is that spelled J I M or G Y M? Um, G, like Jim's, you'd go to okay. Jim Kata, K-A-T-A. -A. Yeah. And then also watch the film called John Carter. Uh -huh. Also good. Oh, John Carter I enjoyed it. 
no, directed by Ratatouille's just, Brad Bird. No, it's just called it's just called John Carter. I know. Okay, yeah. that's my. It's not John Carter of Mars because that that would have been too good, and then it would have been that the marketing team put a good shift in. But we all know the marketing team did not put a good shift in. <laughs> so even though it's based on like the very very first ever science fiction book, everyone, all the critics are like, oh well, this is very copying other sci-fi's, and it's like, well, you know what? It, the other sci-fi's were copying it. <laughs> but yeah, the marketing team, marketing team didn't get there. It's probably the same marketing team that done. Um, Live, Die, Repeat. Another great sci-fi film that was like let down by bad marketing. But watch it, Gemma. I will. I will. And then I can ignite another rant for next po- next podcast. All right. And with my... that in mind, Gem, do you want to tell us your idea? Yes, you want to tell I us, do. Do you want to talk to us about gymnastics? Yes, I want to talk about gymnastics because I do love the gymnastics, especially at the Olympics. Just, it's just beautiful and fun. And I sit in awe at these people doing inhuman things. Um, so my idea is very much a turn from what you guys have done. My idea is it's... I very much wanted to do the actual article, the actual story of the article. Um, so my idea is a play that is... Um, it features heavily actual gymnastics, but it is a play at its heart, and it is the story of the 1984 Summer Olympics and the gymnastics side of that, as told through the um, people of, and specifically one person of, one of the Soviet Union or Bulgaria or Cuba, Cuba teams. So I was imagining the Soviet Union team, and it's... I'm just thinking about the female gymnastics and it's this story of a young woman who was trained for years and years to go to the Olympics and then right in the last minute uh, her country decides to boycott the Olympics so yes I'll I'll be and then they decide to say oh it's the friendship Olympics um or whatever they um, the friendship to... games uh-huh which it, when you've been training and when the, your your goal and aspiration is to be an Olympian and you're just deemed a friend, um, it's that sort of story of that plight of okay, what's she gonna do now? And it's very much a biographical piece. I'm thinking also for it to be verbatim, um, so actually getting in contact with the gymna- gymnasts of the time and see. What is the actual story? How did they really feel about it? Hopefully one of them does sit there and go, well, I wanted to be an Olympian, but now I'm not because politics. Um, but if not, then it's a the, the lead character is a, is a fictional character that kind of takes you on that narrative of, you know, when you've got a dream, how do you achieve that dream and achieve that satisfaction? when it is impossible due to situations and things that are out of your control. So, yeah, that's that's kind of it, you know, having those moments where she gets informed that it's the friendship games and, you know, interspersed with um, actual, you know, actual training for gym and, you know, when we get to the Olympics, doing these bits of these competitions because she I imagine the main character is is the one that was definitely definitely keyed up to go through to the individuals and to go through to you know be the one the gold medalist um so yeah 
and it kind of it it, it 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 the whole play really looks at the socio-economic political landscape of that time and but uses that that as a way to discuss all of the 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 ways that those situations keep happening you know so that at any time you can sit there and go oh that feels relevant so yeah because we're all stopped by things that are not in our control that was my idea i have a question go on and like i'm in no place to pick apart someone's plot after my idea but <laughs> i don't know what like i might i might have the rules of the olympics wrong the country boycotted the Olympics, yeah? Yeah. But if you have qualified for the Olympics via, like, the European Championships or various World Championships, mm -hmm. you can still go to the an Olympics. You just won't be represented by, like, the flag of your nation. You'd be uh, a person under the Olympic flag. Huh. So um, I wonder it's, if it's important that. to note that, by the way, for accuracy here, because I assume that there's very little chance these things will come up. If you don't know that um, the 1984 boycott by the Soviet nations was in response to an American boycott of the 1980 Russian Olympics because of 1979 Russia's interference in Afghanistan. Just yeah. to clarify that this is also as a result of other boycotting. But if I remember, I think Americans did still compete at the 1980 Games. I think Sean's right. I think I think it... I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is, Sean is right. There's something between a mobile, that's the truth. Um, but I, I, I... I wonder if then it's that thing of going, you know, you wanted to represent your country and also... You know, you don't want to, or, you know, you can take the plot line as the, well, you can go to the Olympics, but you just won't be representing your country, and how important is that to your dream? So a sort of questioning of your dream. Or you could go the other route in story, in saying, okay, this character does go to the Olympics, and then the actual story of the show is what happens when she comes back, you know? And you've gone and you've, you know, you boycott something as a group in order to make a statement about it. And that, the, um, and so when individuals don't stand up in protest, don't do things that unions do, don't partake in boycotts of the groups that they should be boycotting, you know, that, that undermines the whole thing. So if she gets back to her country, how's your family going to feel? How's... You know, her father, who fought for his country, going to feel that, you know, she's gone ahead and put her selfish ambitions ahead of everything that the country stands for, or whatever, you know, and so you, you turn it into that family drama that really examines, sort of still examines that socio-political thing and that idea of your own voice and your own dreams and individualism versus uh, the word that means groups of people, community. By the way, I thought I'd just say here that I did just do a little bit more looking into it while you were talking then, and um, at the 1980 Olympics, I can say um, various um, athletes or Olympians from countries that were part of the boycott were allowed to compete, but what they did was they actually competed 
under the Olympic flag, and at yeah. medal ceremonies, the Olympic anthem was played instead, including in the uh, men's cycling, where um, the gold, silver, and bronze went to three athletes who were from boycotting countries. Oh, wow. So the Olympic flag was just displayed for all three of them. Yeah. I suppose that was a good year for the Olympics, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Olympics won it themselves. Yeah. I wonder, can you, I wonder if you can also, if you can represent a different country that isn't your home state. You know, like I if, I, if if I turned around and was like, I'm an, I want to be an Olympian. You know, I I hold a British and South African citizenship. I think you need the citizenship because isn't mm. Mo wasn't isn't Mo Farah? Isn't that how he competes? He's British. He, I don't know. Are you? Mo who am Farah I thinking? Is who am I thinking? Uh, another runner. Another runner. Oh wow. I sure. I know. I know. I know. For Eurovision, you you don't need. You just need like the permission of the country. You can be. You can be any. You can be any from anywhere. Are you sure you're not on about Mo Farah? Because I know he is British by citizenship, but he was yeah. Somali born. He was. Yeah. See, I was right. Yeah. I, I didn't he grew, compete for. Britain? He did grow. He. I, I know. Yeah, he I know did. he grew up here. I know yeah. he grew up here. He grew up here. It's just an issue of literally. I think he. I haven't looked into his one specifically because obviously I don't want to do it in case he comes up later for the podcast. But as far as <laughs> the most I know about it happen. is that he was born in Mogadishu and um, I think his family moved to Britain when he was kind of like one, two-ish. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's... It's the same with footballers as well. If you have the nationality of... Um, not the nation. If you have like a citizenship... Because I remember... Yeah was like 10 years ago the english like they they couldn't pick a goalie and they were just like they were like oh maybe that arsenal keeper can play because he's been he's lived there forever it's the same with football because i just see lots of people buying other people from different nationalities to be part of their team no for international football okay club football you can do whatever you want well, I might be British, but I still don't know all of that. Don't shout at me. And don't educate me in case it comes out next week. Um, all right, okay. So the three pitches that we've got, we've got Joe's um, thing. We've got my slobs versus <laughs> snobs thing. comedy yeah. about the friendship games triumphing oh, it's over a comedy. the... comedy. Um, yeah. I've got comedy. I was just like, Joe's comedy... And then it's, I've just got Rocky Four. <laughs> it's a rhythmic gymnastics comedy themed around slobs versus snobs narratives involving friendship and also Jim Carter. <laughs> and there's your elevator pitch for that one. Uh, Sean then has his... Um, got with a wrestler written down. Cindy oh, Lauper the, musical. The Mean, gr the mean Girls musical. Ignore the wrestling bit. That that wrestling stuff was just for me and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um, just for reference here, um, Cindy Lauper was one of a number of celebrities who was present at the first WrestleMania event. Hey, okay. So it's she all got, in She got attacked in the ring and everyone thought it was real. <laughs> Okay, so Sean's got a Mean Girls musical that's all about no matter what you look like, you can still win. No. No? Bring it on. 
Bring It On musical. Yes, yeah. but it's all about how, like, that, that Mean Girls versus the underdog. It's underdog. That's actually what I'm looking for. It's a different a type of Mean Girls, musical. though, in Bring It On. A sports music, a sports underdog musical. There you yep. go. A sports um, bitchy underdog musical. There we fantastic. go. Fantastic. And then mine is a verbatim look at, uh, verbatim truth telling of the gymnastics of the 1984 Summer Olympics, but told from the perspective of one of the contestants for one of the boycotting teams. Oh, you always have to go so serious, don't you? I'm genuinely no. interested by mine. You I always would have ge- to really come along every week and try and drag our ideas up. Now, we do have those <laughs> ideas, or talking of dragging, or indeed drago, we do have the alternate suggestion of just doing Rocky Four, but involving the 1980 and 1984 Olympic mascots. Okay. I want that. But it's a musical. Yes. Involving the um, music of the Rocky films. So we've got Aya the Tiger. We've got Push It to the Limit. We've got Hearts on Fire. We've got the, the soundtrack to Creed, probably. We've got that we've bit got where he goes, out. Adrian, Adrian. Yeah. Can it, can it be told bit. from the perspective of one of the uh, contestants from a boycotting nation and how they turn around and they overcome? It's like Joe's idea where they actually, the, the, the evil... I, the, the evil guys are like the, the, the team manager who's like, no, you've got to stay here and be part of the friendship games. And they're like, it's no, told I'm from... going to run these stairs and like go uh, go play for the Olympics. It's told from the perspective of the unused um, mascot drafts that never quite made it. <laughs> it's told from the perspective of the Olympic flame. And um, what? by that the way, Gemma, that um, makes no sense. <laughs> I, I think um, I think that if we're gonna have like, you know, the I think it's it's not Burt Ward, is it? What's his name? Burt Young, is it? But you know, like the guy, the one, Bert, you're, like the old Bert kind of Ward. Burt Ward Robin? was Robin. Yeah. But no, like you know the old guy who's like the kind of like the trainer in Rocky. Yes. I think oh, that should be Shus. Who, um, if you don't know, is the first ever Olympic mascot. 1968 um, Grenoble Winter Games. Shoot. Um, was just, he's just a skiing man in the French tricolor. I don't know if, if Joe's sitting here reading stuff and he's actually the most. He's really, this is genuinely just stuff I know. He's genuinely just no. <laughs> can the cra- can the crowd can the back crowd just be like various mascots? <laughs> we'll have Wenlock there just to confuse yeah. everyone. We'll have the human. We'll have the uh, Greendale human being as well. It's it, 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 it's it's a, it, it's Rocky the musical is told by the Summer Olympics mascot. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I'm I'm on board. I know I know I know it isn't like I a true. I don't understand mush. this concept. What do you mean you don't? It's basically Rocky, but they're in bigger suits. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rocky, but instead of it being Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren, it's they're a bear and an eagle. Ladies. Yeah, it's watching exactly... a gymnastic fight between an eagle and a bear, set to the music of Rocky and Cindy Lauper. Yeah, I bet the eagle's really good at the uneven bars. <laughs> Oh my 
also hear the sadness in my voice as theatre is just kicked in the arse for eagles. Is this a real eagle and a real bear, or are we? Imagine? They're mascots. Oh my Jen, god! Do you They're not clearly understand mascots. what a mascot is? <laughs> oh my I do god! Know what a mascot is. Oh. Okay. And in answer to your question, I yes, think... it's a real eagle and a real bear. It's a terrible <laughs> is... thing. Peter will have us cancelled. Is it in an arena or a tiny black box theatre? <laughs> I'm still sticking with my assertion. It can only be it's... performed in amphitheatre. In an amphitheatre. We haven't had an amphitheatre show. Exactly. We should yeah. do but, more amphitheatre no, shows. Everybody is in costumes. And, yes. Um, yeah. We have to make sure we perform it only on specific weather occasions. Because too warm and the costumes are going to be a nightmare. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Too wet and the costumes are also going to be a nightmare. Okay. Right. All <laughs> so right. Can yeah. say, slightly if it's too wet, days. the costumes will be too wet. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yeah, what? basically like it has friendly. to be on days that are yeah. bright, but not too bright. And windy, but not too not windy. Not too windy. Okay. All right, I'm going to bring this down to our list that we always go through, the things that are needed for a theatre show. Oh, so no. the story is Rocky Four. Rocky Four. But with the mascot. As told by the mascots of the Summer Olympics and the... with the music no. of Rocky Four and Cindy McLaughlin. With the mascots of the Summer Olympics and the Friendship Games. And the, uh, the Friendship, Friendship Games. Games did Otherwise, not the Rocky Four reference would make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, the style. What is the style of the show, guys? Uh, <laughs> I think it's very clear. 80s pastiche meets um, physical theatre. Um, and gymnastics. gymnastics. <laughs> With Jim Carter. Okay. And John Carter. And right. There's an appearance by Taylor Kitsch, who just turns up to complain during the interval about why his um, his big Hollywood push was delayed. Yeah. Anyone listening at home, can you hear how much I'm trying to keep this train on the tracks? Um, staging is in an amphitheatre, but then what's the set? Don't say scaffolding. It's 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 obviously um, various gymnastics stuff. Equipment. Equipment, but in the middle there's the floor, and we're going to reuse the floor as the ring for the end of Rocky Four. Is it called the floor? What's the bit where they do the the like? It's it's yeah the floor. Is it just called the floor? I, I, um, I just call it the floor. Hey Sean, I know that this is um is a theatre play, but I've worked out exactly what would have to happen. Don't be don't um, be silly now, Joe, because we're trying to do a serious play here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. In you... that case, I won't tell you my idea. But quick version what, what? for the ones at home. It involved Tron light cycle races, but on the back of Olympic rings. Oh, no. No, we've got to save Tron for another idea for the next, the, the the next film, week. The film pitch podcast. That's what we put on the poster, is them both riding the Olympic rings as but if it they never were light happened. cycles. But it never happened no, in no, the play. You it's shouldn't do that. Annoying... You shouldn't do that. Because I remember, I remember back at uni, and it was a show that you were in, right? And it was a show that would have been your, your committee, Gemma. Yeah. Broadway's did a show in um you know in like you know the old church where I done the immersive Alice in Wonderland. 
Oh, yes. ships that pass. Ships that pass. You guys did a show there, and it was and it was it was small. It was. I can't remember anything other than me slitting some dude's throat. Okay, that's not the bit I'm on about. But there was there was it was like various different small stories, weren't it? Yeah. And there was one with it was three people, and you opened the program and you were looking at the pictures and you you saw and you saw these three people were all in an orange space suit. In the program, they was all wearing an orange space suit, like NASA, you know, like the classic American space suit. We watched the show and it's about pirates. And I'm there for the whole time thinking, okay, it's about pirates. But where does the, um, how do we end up in space? Because it's in the program. It ends. And I was there like, okay. So then we, we all went out. And I was I was, talk, I was talking to the, the director and I was like, where was the space bit? And she goes, I, fuck, I, was, I fucking knew. I knew people were going to think that. And it turns <laughs> out, and it turns out that on the day of taking the pictures, one of the people's just, people just turned up in a space suit and then the, the three of them wanted to wear a space suit for their picture. What? So you shouldn't tease stuff in the programme or the poster, Joe, because people will be disappointed. I, I agree with Sean's point, but I'm also even more confused because I know the bits I was in in that show was all about a pub landlord and like a rivalry. And there was I don't a pirate. There was a pirate scene. To, there was a I, pirate I scene. Point out, I also know what Jem's on about because I wrote the bits that she was in. Oh, was that you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I yeah. All right. I Jem. If I remember correctly, Gemma's bits were very good and well written. Yes. I, I do have what? complaints about that particular production though as well because my story randomly had bits where a guy was talking to his dead daughter in it as well thrown in that I had not written and I got really confused when I watched it because I you got confused. I couldn't remember if I'd written that you, or not. You got confused. Dude, I was on stage the whole time saying my lines not knowing what was going on because there was I just I did not know what I just was like, I can um, get from one scene your, to the other, yours was and, and entirely, I will be told when to uh, go to stage. Um, it was it was obviously to do with the bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, and it was I a deconstruction that. of um, Greek sacrificial um, methods. Yeah, and I got and I got to cheese wire somebody's throat. Yeah, yeah, because you were slaughtering a sacrificial pig. That yeah. was and the year where every every role I did, I ended up killing someone. That was my typecast. <laughs> And but that weren't the I'm weirdest thing. I'm talking of killing it. We were killing it at this pitch. Yes, so we back were. to that. But so... I was just about to say that wasn't the weirdest thing that happened in a show in that building, was it, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> you have to that's tell a sto- the audience. That's a story for a different day, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think if you want to hear that story, you've got to um, subscribe to our Patreon. Yep. Also, that reminds us: set up a Patreon. Yes. Okay, so we have I'll, I'll just give a tease. I'll just give a tease. It involves me, Joe, Uno card, and a and a, a boiling kettle. <laughs> <laughs> um, all it all it goes to show is that although we're professionals, sometimes things just don't go right. Um. Okay, so we've got four pitches here. Two of which I understand, but I'm going to give a go at trying to sort of summarise them-ish in one sentence each. We've got Joe's 
um, comedy about the friendship games and mascots. We've got Sean's musical about sports underdogs. We've got my sad, sad show about a verbatim, the verbatim take on the Olympics from one of the members of the boycotting team. And then we've got a smushy show <laughs> that's about the mascots of the summer. Oh my God. It's Rocky oh Four with mascots. There you go. And because the Friendship Games didn't have a mascot, we're using the mascot from the 1980 Summer Olympics. Because that was okay. in Moscow. All right. Well, there you go. That's a theatre show. If anybody wants to see any of these, let us know. Um, well, if, if you want to so see it, just watch Rocky Four, But print off the, the mascots and every time, like, you know... Sylvester Stallone comes on. Just put that in front of the screen. And every and time Drago's go. there, put on Misha the Put the, the other one in front of the screen. There you go. And just blast, you could watch Cindy, it. blast Cindy Lauper in the background and you've got yep. the show. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So um, let's move on. Let's do what's going to happen in the next show. Who's... I, gen- I think that's our best one we've ever done. Yep. Perfection. Yep. Easy peasy. I, I, I like... I the way that it's 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 a theatre show that can happen in everybody's home and it feels interactive. If I can... get bored during this week, I feel like I may even do that. Do it. I might just do that too. All right. <laughs> and while I am going to now look for what we are doing next week, as always, please, if you can, go to OFITD on the socials. That's Ofit D. Is it Productions on Facebook? Yeah. Yep. Ofit D Productions on Facebook and Twitter, and on Instagram at Ofit D underscore Arts. And where can we find you, Sean? You can find me, um, just about on the internet at Still Shawnee B. You know, I'm on the Twitter, I'm on the Instagram, I'm on the Facebook. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and Jem, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at OFITD underscore gem. Um, or you That's can gem with gem a J. It's gem with a J. Uh, and then I'm on Facebook as Gem Ralston. Um, and you can go try and figure out my, my surname. And you can find me at NotJoeRonchka. That's N-O-T-J-O-E-R-A-C-Z-K-A. Now, are the two of you ready to find out what we're going to be doing next week? Yes. I'm a little bit nervous. I've got to be honest. No, no, you're not ready for this. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Because next week we're doing bouldering. Okay. Now, you might be wondering what is bouldering? I can't tell you. (laughs) Because bouldering has a Wikipedia page that comes up only to tell you. Wikipedia does not currently have an article on bouldering, but our sister product, Wiktionary, does. Okay. So, we're going to have to try and assemble a page either from the lack of information, from all the rest of the information on the online encyclopedia that I definitely didn't just mention. (laughs) Or Or are we just going to write the article? Now, I can tell you. Oh my god, you want to hear totally should bouldering in this form. B O W L D E R ing does not have a page. But that is because it is an Americanized spelling of bouldering. B O U L D E R I N G. 
am I going to tell you what that is? No, because no. that is not this week's article. Okay. Okay. All right, so we're doing the Americanized spelling of bouldering. We're doing the Americanized spelling of bouldering, which does not currently have an article which on means Wikipedia nothing. beyond to tell us it doesn't have an article. Okay. So whatever we do, it has to be about an American mascot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to do um, Rocky Balboa. It's 20 years on. Misha has retired, but finds out he has a son. And his son is the Rio Olympic Games yeah. mascot, which sadly I don't know what their name is. Oh, no. Mine's okay. going to be a musical about the thing 20 years after he's left the Fantastic Four. Oh, I thought you meant John uh, Carpenter's I, The I, Thing. I, oh, I no. Like, I like the way you guys are joking. <laughs> and I'm going to say this as a joke, but I know deep down it's true. Mine's going to be something about the existentialist crisis that is yeah. caused when you can't define your own being. But Gemma's is going to be, what, what is it like to be a rock? And then for that rock <laughs> to be climbed on? What, what? To hold I, people up. Yeah, not I will say, them. fun fact for you, by the way, there, Sean. I did a few years ago come up with a what I still think is a great idea if anyone wants this for a theatre show. Which is a musical called The Thing Tegration, which is the plot of John Carpenter's The Thing, set to the Cure's album Disintegration. Well, and if you, you know, want that idea, it's it's a it's a million pound idea. Okay. Okay. Not in terms of how much you need to pay me, in terms of say, how much you will get back. What's the mate rate? <laughs> but should uh, who who ends the podcast? Well, you told you told me at the beginning of this that I don't end the podcast. Joe, end the podcast. <laughs> um, I can end the podcast. Well, as we say to end every week. Bye. <laughs> don't, bye. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Bye. 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 We've done that already. Bye. bye.